This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Right now in an emergency situation where up-to-date local information is more important than ever, Facebook's putting corporate profits ahead of people's safety, inconceivable. That was Justin Trudeau talking about the ongoing ban of Canadian news links on Meta. And we also heard from Premier David Eby. He, too, called out uh, Mark Zuckerberg by name yesterday, saying uh, something along the same lines that he found it was also uh, inconceivable that the ban would stay in place during a state of emergency. So who is to blame here? Well, Jeff Jarvis is a professor of journalism at the City University of of New York, also the director of the Town Knight Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism, and joins us on the line now. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Jill. We know that the ban was in place. Then we have the situation in BC with our wildfires, a state of emergency, a lot of blame being put on Meta for continuing the ban. Is that fair to blame Meta, Meta saying that, that Meta is, is doing something wrong by continuing with this ban? Well, let's make clear first that the people who are suffering here are not parties in this dispute. They're the people who are in the communities, especially the First Nations communities, that are suffering damage. And that's a shame. But the responsibility to me lies at the feet of the Canadian government for C-18 legislation that I think was terribly done. They were warned this was going to happen again and again by, by news sites. Uh, it's the result of lobbying from big old news companies that couldn't figure out the Internet, frankly. And now this is the pickle that we're in. Uh, but it was the government C-18 that left no room for negotiation, no leeway to try to make a, a deal work here. And so at the end of the day, what the government's bill is doing is breaking the Internet because it's trying to charge for the privilege of linking, which is the essence of the Web. And uh, Google and Facebook are, in my mind, quite within their rights to decide what they choose to link to and not to. And uh, to compel them to carry speech is itself not free speech. Now, that's not to say that we couldn't have some kind of uh, detente here. I think it could occur, but both sides are staying pretty stubborn right now. Is part of the the problem as well, and there are several flaws with Bill C-18, but is it not also that it was unclear if news agencies or platforms were going to be paying for links? There was no actual number. It wasn't clear what that cost would be, if that cost would change. So how would the government have ever thought that a, a company would agree to that? Amen. That's exactly the problem. What I've heard, I watched Google's testimony before the Senate when they got called on the carpet. And a lot of the problem here is there's no cap. It could go anywhere. Problem one. Problem two, a lot of this money is going to go to the bottom lines of the hedge funds who own some of the companies and investors who own some of the other big companies. Um, Problem three is that, again, there was no opportunity for negotiation. Google has been willing to negotiate. But, you know, here's my fear is that between Australia, where Facebook briefly took down links, and now Canada, where Facebook took, took down links to news. Facebook's probably saying, you know, their life is a lot easier without news. News causes controversy. It causes this kind of lobbying. It just, they're better off with parties and puppies again. 
<laughs> well, and that kind of also points to, to something else that, that looking at the way the Prime Minister of Canada, the way that our Premier in BC have been calling out these companies, you would think that these companies, that this was the only place for people to access news and to access up-to-date information, especially right now in the, in the wildfire situation in BC with the state of emergency. I mean, that's simply not the case. There are many, many ways for people to access news outside of Facebook. You make such insightful points, and you're, and you're so right. Um, the irony of this is that the publishers insisted that the value lay entirely in their headlines and their content, and how dare you link to us and quote it without paying us. And, the, and they said, your links are valueless. Well, now they're realizing just how valuable the links are, and now they're screaming like stuck pigs. And so we see that there's a market value for this that should be the subject of negotiation, um, but it's not. And the other point you make, which is really valid, is that people know they can go to your station or CBC or the local newspaper directly. We have a web. And then secondly, people can post information without links still on Facebook and Twitter and so on. And so I believe that these organizations should be going directly to their users where they are and rather than just trying to drive traffic back to their sites, to go to your prime minister's point about greed, that's a greedy uh, way to do things. Rather than just saying we're going to share the most important information right here, right now, wherever we are, whatever platform we can, can get you on. That would be a better way to share the news, especially in an emergency. When you you mentioned Australia and uh, and what happened when Meta uh, put to, took links off in Australia for a, a, a an amount of time and then brought them back, did something change there, or is that something you think that Canada could do something similar? No, the, the difference is that in Australia, the law never took effect. Basically, what happened was that before it took effect. The platform said, well, we can negotiate other means, and they got paid, and uh, then the law was never triggered. Now, there's still problems, a lot of problems in Australia. The money is going, I mean, a great measure to Rupert Murdoch. Uh, there's no accountability for whether it actually goes to the journalism. Does it just go to Murdoch's bottom line? There are a lot of other issues, but there's at least peace in Australia. In Spain, some years ago, when they were doing something similar to this, Google News pulled out of Spain and news sites there lost about 20% of their traffic for years until they finally met some um, peace recently. So, you know, my bigger fear here is that, uh, again, Facebook could say, we really don't need news. Their news was 3 to 4% of their traffic. Uh, Google, I think, has said it's less than 6%. Uh, so at some point, do the platforms say, to heck with it? And we heard Jeff Elgie is a wonderful innovator in Canadian journalism at the site Village Media. He's been writing about this on LinkedIn, where he's talking about losing half his traffic. Uh, yet, he's, he, what he hopes is that this is going to force the government to, in one way or another, negotiate to, to, to amend the C-18, to try to fix this in regulation, to do something so that people parties can come together and figure this out. Well, hopefully that is something that happens in the near future. Uh, Professor Jeff Jarvis, we'll leave it there for this morning, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much.